from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I talk about our favorite moments from the classic 90s television program, The Simpsons. You know, I went to the Krusty Burger in Shelbyville last week. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. There's the little differences. You know, they have, you know, you can get a Krusty Burger with cheese, but they don't call it a Krusty Burger with cheese. What do they call it? Call it a quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> oh, I sorry. Can picture, I can picture the cheese. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't listening. I was I was taking a crusty burger and rubbing it against the wall <laughs> and turning it transparent. <laughs> Bird just runs it into slams it. into it. Oh goodness! Oh god! Sorry, listeners. We've been <laughs> fucking quoting the Simpsons before we started recording for a good five minutes, and yep. I'm already have tears in my fucking eyes. Thinking about Frogert. It comes with a free Frogert. That's good. The Frogert is also cursed. That's bad. But it comes with a free topping. Ooh, that's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> oh, goodness. Can we, we should probably start, the, we should probably skip the intro earlier, or else this is going to go on for 45 yeah. minutes. Um, so each week we take a listener prompt. We create an original fantasy character and insert it into our canon, making it the greatest story ever told. There's a lot of pressure, but we're willing to we're willing to bear that out. Yeah, you know, my I'm ready to bear that burden. I don't give a fuck. I'll walk this all the way to Mordor. I does not simply walk into Mordor, Aaron. But they you, do. You ride an eagle. <laughs> you can't. The gaze, Jeff. The gaze. <laughs> you ride an eagle. For how long? Like the whole way? It's a long flight. And the I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, the Eagles, not great at conversation. No? No, no. They, here's the problem with fly here's see, people ask they this all the time, like why didn't they fly the Eagles? Have you tried talking to an Eagle for nine hours? Not a good time. Not a great time. A lot of talk about worms. <laughs> Wait, is that what you think an eagle eats? <laughs> a lot of it's worm facts. Sparrow. <laughs> not Fish. <laughs> the, the eagles and Lord of the Rings <laughs> don't eat like fish and you know like fucking people because <laughs> you they eat worms. Like, imagine like a fucking twenty foot eagle just in a field, like on a golf course, just pecking away at dirt, pulling up like worms. How many would they have to eat to be? Su- How many would they have to eat to be sustained? <laughs> So many. Hey, here's the thing. Why do you think you never see worms in Lord of the Rings? Oh, my God. Am I wrong? Holy shit. Jeff, you're blowing the lid off this. <laughs> Yo, we're starting a Lord of the Rings podcast. In which I just say, in which in which I don't know what eagles eat. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I'd be into that podcast. I'll support that. All right, cool. Remember to back us on Patreon. Oh, the podcast has already been deleted. Yep, yep, yep. That's, that's, it's gone now. So what's our prop this week, Aaron? Our prompt this week comes to us is from it, our... Is it an eagle that eats worms? It is. It is an eagle that <laughs> eats worms, but the, the twist is it has no teeth. Oh, waka, waka, waka. Um, Aaron, eagles already don't have teeth? Did you not? Did you think eagles have teeth, Aaron? I thought they had a full... I thought they had two rows of teeth of a shark. <laughs> no. no. What? How do they eat all those worms, then? How do they chew? <laughs> they just swallow them like a duck. No, well, but a duck well, is... I thought well, a duck... Well, had, oh, well, God. <laughs> I'd say he eats more like a duck. <laughs> Pink chew. Let's go. All right. Give me the, give me the prompt this All week. All right. So our prompt this week comes to us from our Discord. NW Fairy prompts. The Knight Who Sings. So I asked uh, Twitter Discord for knight prompts because, Junior Wizards, if you've been listening, we have knights in our world that are rather important that we haven't really gotten to the bottom of. So a little, a little history lesson, a short one for you. When Lumina Dawnspear and Nymphaeolacus were together, you know, the prism somehow made humans as a, you know, light bouncing off a crystal, creating people, blah, 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 blah. We'll get to that one day, I promise. Now, 
When Arthur kills Lumina. Hey, Junior Wizards, it's Aaron from the future, editing. I fucked up. Reverse the names Lumina and Nymphaeolacus right now. Bye. Nymphaea trained 17 knights, humans, that one day, you know, would lead the charge in the Battle of Iron Hill and just pretty much like to protect the city from Arthur should he show up. There's 17 knights, tremendously powerful. We've met Delta, we've met Headless Seven. But there are 15 other knights that are unaccounted for. And to me, they have a very tragic story because, like, you know, there's a, we obviously, through the tale of Headless Seven and Delta, like, we've discovered that they live a life outside of battle. And then they show up at the Battle of Iron Hill after some time away. And, like, they kind of reunited after a long time. And then most of them did not walk away. And I think it's this really interesting story that we've kind of like accidentally made of these people who like, they're not like tools for battle. It's sort of like, I'm going to train you guys. And when the time comes, if I call upon you, you know, please answer, says Lumina. Like, you know, do this for me. It's really important (laughs) that you show the fuck up. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a little thing in the Discord. I just wanted to read this as like the start to our story because I want to get like, you know, I want to tell the stories of knights, you know, eventually and stuff. And so I think this is like a decent way to start. I was on the train yesterday. So I wrote this. The crackle of a campfire. A red star lights up the night sky. Sixteen humans. Some sit quietly in their tents. Some split off to the edge of the site. Some sit by the fire. Four faces are illuminated by flame. Some angry, some blank, some red from tears. One human takes a deep breath and breaks the silence. He isn't coming back. We should rest. I can't believe that. He wouldn't just run. He will be there tomorrow. I'm sure of it. I thought we were a family. Family, you cannot be serious. Either way, I hope Seven is alive. I hope he abandoned us. How do you not get this? He is a coward who would leave his team to die. Another human approaches the fire. None of us are dying tomorrow. Get some rest. Seven will show. This is shit. I always thought since the beginning that we would always be together. I loved all of you. Seeing now that I was the only one stupid enough to feel that way. A long silence. Where the hell did you all go? Another long silence. A knight stands up from their seat at the fire. Fine. Since this may be our last night together, I'll start. And so... Figured this would be a good way to kind of like lead into the knights, like telling their stories to each other because they've been away for like a long time. And the night before the Battle of Iron Hill, it's kind of like a reunion, a shitty reunion. And like Mm -hmm. they tell their story. So I think that's a cool lead in for us to like roll up a character. Yeah. Um, So we're doing the knight who sings. Also, if you're not in the discord and you like like the lore of the show, you're missing out on so many fucking treats. Um, So I figured we'd roll up a bard, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Fuck, God, I'm so excited. I love when we do, like, a character creation, like, game. Oh, it makes me so happy. What you got? What are we playing? Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything in front of me. I just gotta figure we would, we would, we would, we would suss things out and kind of see where we went. Now, the bard in, like, D&D, do you want to go by, like, gear? Like, the way we did, um, the lady with the shield? (laughs) Yeah. It's always a good place to start, because I like, uh, the starting equipment tables, or something that I love just, like, grabbing onto and hanging on. Because this, this is a bard, like, knight. They're like a mm-hmm. badass bard. It's not, like, fucking wizard. Okay, here's what we got. You start with the following equipment. In addition to the equipment granted by your background, which we'll, we, which, which we can get to whenever. Yeah, of course. Uh, we have a rapier, a longsword, or any simple weapon. What's a simple weapon? Uh, a club, a dagger, a great club, a hand axe, a javelin, a light hammer, a mace, a quarterstaff, a sickle... A spear or an unarmed strike. What do you think for a bard who's also like a battle, like a battle bard, like a knight bard? What's a good weapon? Hmm. I don't know. What are you thinking? What what, what feels right to you? Something that feels right to me is sort of just like a short sword. Okay. Yeah. Like they rock a short sword. Um, Let's roll for pronouns real quick. Uh, One to two, he. Three to four, she. Five, six, that. All right. So he is a bard, one horse, Mm -hmm. who has a short sword. Like a, I, I, I think like a rape. Let's go with rapier. Rapier feels so good, doesn't it? Because that that gives. Uh, I always like a bard to be. I like the aesthetic of like a nimble bard on the mm-hmm. battlefield, like just poking and do- like dipping and dodging and poking when they can. Quick slash here, quick poke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, he has a diplomat's pack or an entertainer's pack. What do you think? 
Hmm. You know, because that that will that right there will determine a lot. I think of this bard, like what direction we'll go in. Because one is like this traditional, like you know, like they have a band. You know, the entertainers pack is what instruments and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up. I think there's a specific list of of things. So here's the items in an entertainers pack and a diplomats pack. So we okay. can so we can so we can decide. Yeah, a diplomats pack includes a chest, two cases for maps and scrolls, a set of fine clothes. A bottle of a bottle of ink and ink pen, a lamp, some oil, some paper, perfume, sealing wax, and soap. Hmm. Okay, so that was it's truly like a diplomat, like someone dispatched yeah. to like negotiate, make peace, make talks, and like write like write down their experiences and draw maps and ex, you know and okay. and send letters and and engage in correspondence. An entertainer's pack is a backpack, a bedroll, two costumes. Five candles, five days of rations, a water skin, and a disguise kit. You know, I like the second one. Okay. I like, uh, so, okay. So, there, it's a performer's kit, it's called? An entertainer's pack. Entertainer's pack. So, they have disguises. So, this yes. is sort of like a spy bard. Mm-hmm. This is someone who, like, I've been watching a lot of Mission because when I flew back from Tokyo, I watched two Mission Impossible movies. Which ones? Uh, Fallout and, uh, Ghost Nation. Okay. So, you know, the I've map. only seen the, I've only seen the original, so I, oh, but I, I have God. seen the clip of Henry Cavill punching, loading his fists as though they were guns. Ugh, yeah. And it's they the look- single greatest achievement in cinema to date. I will say that bathroom fight is one of the coolest fight scenes I've ever seen in a movie. That movie, I would say, if you haven't seen it yet, just, oh my God, it's, it's a lot of fucking fun. It looks fun. Like, it looks like, and it's 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 a bunch of actors that I enjoy in movies, albeit not in real life, because most of them are shitheads. Yeah, that is correct. Um, so, this is someone who, like, can be anyone, can infiltrate anything. So, this mm-hmm. is a pretty fucking dope bard so far. So, it's a, they have disguise kits? Yes. So, that implies what, like, makeup or, like, mask yeah. making? Yeah, mask making, makeup. Oh, I like fake this. mustaches. Oh fuck, so many fake, fake mustaches. mustaches. So many. Like, there's a bag that's just specifically like if you were to open it, you'd be like, "Bad." Ah, like, whoa, 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 put away. This is my mustache kit. Just the just mustaches fly everywhere like bats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, next up we have because this is we said it's a knight who sings, so they mm-hmm. also sing, which doesn't yes. have to be part of their skill set. Well, the next item is a lute or any other musical instrument. Perfect. What instrument does he play? What's okay? We got to pick one that would look really cool on a battlefield. The first image for me is a violin. I was gonna go with fife. Ooh, just a traditional fife. Uh, violin is cool too. I think violin is cooler than fife because the fife, while an actual battlefield instrument, <laughs> profoundly uncool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. If you play the fife, you are cool. But you wouldn't be in a battle setting in fantasy. I'm sorry. I don't make the cool rules. I just follow them. Oh, no. People who play the fight are cool because they yes. have a skill and they have learned, they have put time and effort into learning a thing. And that yes. is a beautiful thing. No question. The fight as an aesthetic object. Yes. Is uncool. <laughs> that is what you I'm talking about. You are very cool at performing with an uncool object, which really <laughs> makes you cooler. Yes. Like, if I put you in a full suit of fucking battle armor... And, like, you know, there's a fantasy battle raging. Or imagine, like, you know, the end of Lord of the Rings and, like, you know, bo- like, what's his fucking name? I almost called him Alucard. <laughs> He's fighting, like, a giant ogre. And someone next to him is, like, playing a five. That's not cool. I'm sorry. It doesn't look, it doesn't look as cool. Like, a violin is cool. We'll go yes. with a violin. Okay, so he plays a violin on the battlefield. Which is kind of cool, and and he sings as well. Mm-hmm. So he plays the violin, head crooked to the side, and he sings a tune. Or that could just be like what he's known for is singing, and the violin is like what plays his bardic songs. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking, I, I think that's kind of cool. It's a little Dave Matthews band, but I still think it's kind of cool. Can I add a detail? God, I'm waiting for him. The, de- uh, the rapier is the, the, the oh. violin string. It is a, it is an object that is both simultaneously the uh, the violin string and all the violin. What's it called? I think it's a bow. Yeah, the bow. You're right. It is the fire. It is it is the bow and also a sword. It is a bow sword. Oh my god, Jeff, that's a very good fucking detail. So 
the violin is just constantly like crooked, like, you know, in his mm-hmm. little shoulder neck thing. And then he'll just dip and die. If you get too close while well, he's playing, stab, stab, stab. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's very good. Oh, okay. Okay, what's next? What's next? Next. Uh, we have leather armor and a dagger, and that's it. Okay. So that's all they, it's all he's got is leather armor and a dagger. Mm hmm. All right. I'm, I feel that the dagger is strictly symbolic. The yes. dagger is to distract you from the fact that I'm playing a fiddle with a fucking rapier. Mm hmm. All right. So we have our bard, and it's someone who plays the violin. It's a combat bard, you know, can fight. My first question is always for bard. The songs, they have magical properties, yes? Yes. Are they traditional magical properties, like, you know, buff your friends, or is it something different? Is it like spell casting through song? I, I, I don't know. What are you, what are you thinking? What, are you, what, what feels right to you? Hmm. Something we rarely get the opportunity to make in this show is a healer. Okay. And I yeah. always like the idea of some kind of like uh, a song that like soothes you and heals you as it's played. And just like, you know, the general buffs, like I'm, you know, I'm inspired and I do more damage on the battlefield. I'm feeling because I keep I always think I like bards. It's my favorite class. And like I like support classes in any game. So I think about like when you say, you know, you get an extra D6 damage. What does that mean in, like, the reality of fiction? Like, what does it make, like, you have a surge of fucking, like, your muscles get bigger, you know, or are you just hyped up and you're more likely to do damage? Because I always like the idea that, like, a song, you know, the notes wash over me and all of a sudden I could, like, pick up a car. Or in this case, I mean, they're the Knights of Dragon. They're really fucking strong. So maybe it is that, like, this guy's music, like, can make you more powerful, can heal you. This is, like, the ultimate bard. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, let's name the fiddle, because it's very important. Uh, the fiddle's name is The Rallying Point. Oh, God. So, okay, so that tells me a lot, too. So, The Rallying Point, this is one of, this is one of like, the battle leaders. This mm-hmm. is someone, like, who, you know, if, if the knights are charging into battle, this person who's wielding The Rallying Point is mm-hmm. someone who's, like, leading the charge with the fiddle and inspiring his friends to, like, also feel that confidence and strength to, like, have no fear. Like, you know, meet at the rallying point, I'll lead you into battle. hmm Oh, I like this. I like... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm getting really excited. What's this person's name? Uh, I know this person's name, and <sighs> I, I'm going to walk you through how I came to the name of this person. I'm very excited. Uh, we have said previously that the knights are named after they're into sort of battalions or, or units based on, like, naming, based on uh, numbers and letters and, and and written notation. Yes. Hence Delta, hence Seven. That's that's where my head was at. The other half of where my head was at was what we were talking about for several minutes before we started the episode. Aaron? Yeah? This man's name is B-Sharp. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, baby on board. How I've adored that sign on my car's window pane. This man's name is B Sharp. Fuck. Okay, so B Sharp. From a unit of knights all named after musical, all named after musical notes. Oh, yeah. You're B Sharp, G flat. Okay, so B Sharp is the bard knight. You know, the the knight who- B flat is a master master of fighting on his back, like a turtle. Yeah. B flat is is he kicks. He's got very strong kicks because he's B flat. V sharp, master musician, the knight who sings, the song will soothe your wounds, will inspire you to battle, will make you pretty much like the the kind of like theme I get for this knight because I love a mythical knight is kind of like when the knight who sings, when B sharp sings his tune, when he sings his songs, when he strikes the rallying point with his bow the impossible becomes possible. Like, things you didn't know you could do, suddenly you can. Like, suddenly your imagination is your only limit. Like, it's that kind of powerful of a instrument. It's that kind of, like, yeah, it's that kind of thing where it's like, if you think you can do it when B-sharp is playing, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a support character. Fuck, that gets me so excited. Okay. That's good. So, we know that uh, B-sharp, you know, was when all the humans were made, when... You know, my idea, by the way, we've never really talked about this, but like my idea for when humans were made, I know we said it when Tia Matt episode, but I've kind of wanted to strike that from the record because timeline wise, we now have like sort of a timeline. Okay. And it's sort of now would have to be, well, kind of would want it to be too. 
like when Lumina and Nymphaea are together, the prism reacts to love and like, you know, beams out light mm-hmm. and, you know, people are made like sure. humans are created. So they're trained, you know, once once Nymphaea's fucking croaks, though, you know, Lumina has to train knights because that's the smart thing to do. Arthur's real strong. And so one of them, I guess, is just trains on the instrument. You know, mm-hmm. one of them just goes to band class. And this is B sharp. You know, one of them yep. is just goes hard in the paint with instruments. So I like this. So they spend their life in dragon training with the rallying point. You know, they I think they create their own instrument. You know, this is made like masterfully with like, you know, there's a magic shard in it or something that makes it strong. Blah, 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 blah. The important thing that I think about the stories of these knights, though, is like with Headless Seven, when you said like, oh, they're a glory monger and they go out telling stories. It's about what happens like when Lumina says like, okay, you're all trained, you know, go out, live your lives, you know, be people. Mm-hmm. But when I call the banners, please show, you know, come back yeah. to me because it'll be, you know, it'll be time. And so like, what does B Sharp do when they leave Dragon? Uh, I have a suggestion. I'm so happy you do, because I have fucking nothing. Um, but understand... Oh, boy. ...that uh, it's coming from a particular place, and that place is my heart. Okay. B-sharp, master of the violin, also known by other instrument names, travels the countryside battling demons through fiddle contests. Okay, that's very good. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So, that's very good. Because in my head, like, some people start families. Some some of the knights start businesses and live, like, a life away from combat. So yep. I'm glad we're starting with one who's like, I'm real fucking strong. No, it's not strength, there. It is fiddle. It's fiddle. Well, I, I'm f- strong in the fiddle. You know, you can be a strong trumpet player. I done, I done told you once, you son of a bitch, he's the best that's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> so I am fucking into... Okay. Okay. All right, I'm super into this. Yes. So, B-Sharp leaves this Dragon. This is an original idea that I had. It yeah, It was not of taken from any other source, anybody battling battling devils with a fiddle contest. This is an original idea. I'm, OC, I'm into please this. don't steal. Please do not steal. Even though there's an entire song that someone ripped off from you, and they stole it. Yes, they did. They stole it. They stole it decades before I had a chance to monetize it properly. It's okay. Now's our chance. Now's our chance. So, B-Sharp leaves the city. Yes. Uh, starts what? Traveling? What? Okay. If that's the case, they, they travel the world, you know, battling demons, right? In mm-hmm. fiddle contests. What inspired that mission? Was it just like, are they arrogant? Are they... Because this is like the, if we were to roll up characters, this would be the moment where I'm like, okay, why are you... What do you want? Why are you on this quest? You know, mm. because that's the quest. That's the campaign I'm taking you on, Jeff, is the... You know, the hunt for demons. Because they're essentially a demon hunter, and they challenge them to a contest. Sure. So, why? And they just fucking hate demons, or, you know, they, they I, have no equal, and I they like, want to play the best? I like arrogance. I like that it is, it is, I am very extremely good at, I am extremely good at the fiddle, and therefore, I, I, I kind of like that there's an element of showing off to it. Okay. I dig it. I'm about that it. It is specifically like, yeah, look how good I am, like... Bring out your best, bring out your best, whether they are, whether they are trained from this earth or with otherworldly powers, bring out your best and watch them laid to waste at the seat of, at my, the seat of my fiddle. Okay. So that's very good. That's very good. So this person has no equal in the fiddle. They want to challenge the best. Mm -hmm. What is though the first time that they were entered into this demonic fiddle contest? Because mm. it would inspire, it's inspiring the whole quest, right? Like their mm-hmm. whole life, basically, aside from combat, is demon hunting, but only for the thrill of battling someone looking for an equal, right? Mm-hmm. Or looking for, you know, just looking to flex. So, what was the first time that it was like, yep, this is my calling. I'm not going to open a violin shop. I'm not going to, I'm not doing this to save towns. Or are they, is it a slightly heroic thing or slightly, or is it just completely. I want to test my own abilities. I kind of like that it's completely self-centered. I, I dig it. Because I, I, well, because it reminds me of, like, we've talked about the culture of dragon before, yeah. especially, like, in the early days, and it has this sort of slightly toxic element of, you know, competition to to a point of sort of self-destruction of, like, I have to prove that I am 
beyond a shadow of a doubt, the greatest in the world at what I do. And I do that by, by, by intense, constant competition. So I like the idea of somebody who is spectacularly good at a thing saying, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and do this so well that like, that I'm just going to start traveling the world to see if I can find anybody else to prove that I'm better. Okay. So they go from town to town. This person, so B-Sharp goes from city to city, challenging what, their best musician? Mm-hmm. Is it that kind of thing? Like I think so, yeah. Walks into town like a fucking pro wrestler, arms up, fiddle and rapier in one hand, and be like, who dares challenge the great B-Sharp? That kind of thing? I like that. I feel, I'm feeling that. Okay. Okay. I, I dig this a lot. So, what this person wants in their quest is to what? Do they want to find someone who can beat them? Or do they want to just constantly be challenging the best? Is it something they're after, like, skill-wise? Like, mm. if I can do this, then I'll have that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's a thing that he can get? Like, really sink him... Like, something that you can actually achieve from this. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of something with music. Perhaps. Just perhaps. You know, in the way of, like... I'm trying to think of something, like... The Ginger Gal and Gall episode where it's like, you know, every time she solved a puzzle room, she got a lyric of the song. Uh, is this sort of like a there's a tune that he can't complete until he does this or a song that requires so much skill, but he doesn't know how it goes. You know, what I mean, is there a demonic song that he wants to play because it's like supposed to be the ultimate challenge and the way to summon demons into fiddle contest is by doing this quest? You know, is it that sort of thing? So what I what I, what what jumped out at me thinking it over was we've said that he's a support musician. Yes. That he's a support character. So what if it is that he wants to, that this is essentially a very elaborate tryout process or or audition. Okay. This is essentially he is traveling from town to town challenging people to contests, generally like out outperforming them handily. But he's doing it because every every time he like steps into that into the contest, he's like, I want to find the next member of the great symphony of like my great symphony that will be the thing that lives on well after I have left this okay. like this world. That gives me a real idea. May I pitch it? Yes. So he love th- this is a musician. This is someone mm-hmm. with a passion for an instrument. Although arrogant, you know, a little shitty, a little you know poisonous in the way of like completely selfish. In yeah. the way of, like, I want to be the best, I want to, like, flex on people. This is still someone who respects the violin and respects mm-hmm. what their their craft is. So, B-Sharp leaves Dragon, travels from town to town, challenging the best, right? But I think also is picking up the different techniques from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I think everywhere... So we said he has a lot of spells, right? Like, by yeah. the time the battle for fucking Iron Hill starts... Guy has a fucking symphony of spells. You know, what I'm thinking is that tome, that fucking, you know, score of musicals, of mu- of music compositions, is songs that he's learned from traveling all over the world and beating the best, seeing what they do, and kind of like learning the score of the world. I like that. I dig that. I think that's cool. Like everywhere he goes, like say he goes to Philadelphia, challenges you to a fiddle contest. I want to battle the best fiddle player in Philadelphia. Jeff shows up, you know, rips the fiddle. Like they have a fiddle battle, right? Like the demon. People, like don't, an, people don't realize my world-class fiddle ability. No, people don't realize most people don't know that. But Jeff is a world-class fiddler. So would see that and be like, oh, that's how that's how people do it on in Philly. You know, that's that's their regional way of playing. And kind of picks up something from that. Because, you know, if he's a master, he's the greatest fiddle player in the world, he's going to take something from that and craft a song from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the... What's a song word that starts with P? Uh, Pres- a peon is a metrical foot used in both poetry and prose. Whatever. That. The peon of Philadelphia is the song that he, like, takes and crafts from you. And he would take something that he learned from you... You know, but this is a common theme about, like, traveling the world and learning from people. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, that, I think, because, okay, let's be real for a second. Someone told me, you can go live your life, but when the banner is called, come back. Part of me would be like, I'm not just gonna fucking open a bakery. Mm-hmm. I need to, like, still stay sharp. 
So this is his way of like flexing on people, but also building a repertoire for when, you know, the banners might be called. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and like if you're a bard from Philadelphia, you're going to play a song. Jeff, tell me what if you were a bard from Philly, what would your song your your what would your song do in D&D wise? Um it would uh summon from the earth. Okay. <laughs> the ground crack. I start playing, the ground cracks open. I'm so ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you know where I'm going to go with this, no. and I probably the listeners do as well. That's okay. Um, the ground cracks. You know, the sky, the sky darkens. The sun, the sun is blacked out for a moment as one hand, then another mm-hmm. hand, clawed and twisted, pulls from the earth a ginormous mass of orange fur and wobbly mm-hmm. eyes. Mouth wagging open, hungry, hungry for the blood of capitalists. As I summon Gritty from beneath, from miles beneath the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, his canonical <laughs> home. That is his canonical home. That's where his nest is. Uh, and I summon Gritty to fight for me like a Pokemon. I, I okay. I really like this. So um, I want you to picture like this quest that we're talking about is. Say, it's B-Sharp, travels to your town. Says, bring me your best fiddler. Jeff arrives. Jeff starts ripping on the fiddle, and it's like, all right, I mean... Because, I mean, every fiddle play... Like, you know, it's... I would be excited if someone was like, you know, you've been challenged. You've been called out in the ways of old. Like, you know, battle on the fiddle. Be like, okay, fine, fuck it. Because fiddle in battles is just something that apparently is done, according to that song that Jeff wrote. Yes. And so Jeff summons his best... Plays his best song. The magical effect happens. And then B-Sharp plays his song and then kind of steals your work. Or, you know, they meet in the middle and he would summon Gritty at the Battle of Iron Hill type thing. So what I think happens is this. I think specifically what is what happens is the challenge happens, he wins handily, but he doesn't leave right away. Mm. I think he stays because he's learning something. And I don't, I think while he's good, I don't think he's capable of learning. Just by watching your fingers. By watching you play one song one time. <laughs> one time, yeah. I don't think that's how he learns to play music. Mm. I think he stays behind. I think he stays behind and the two of you collaborate. Oh. And he becomes basically like the ultimate musical collaborator. Like he basically stays behind, learns from you the art of like, learns how to summon gritty in the field of battle. I love that we're that that's what we're going with, by the way. Oh, there's no question. To, he learns your summoning spell. He learns your magical effect. And in doing so, and along the way, like, creates a piece of art with you that, like, that, like, lingers. And is, like, basically is, like, look, I can, we can work together and make something magical. You teach me this. I will, I will partner with you. We will make a recording of, like, a truly epic piece of music. And, like, we will create something special together. I dig this because it is passing on like this nice thing where once he moved on from the town, the town would then have this piece of music that could one summon gritty, but also like heal the sick or Mm -hmm. like inspire those who are tired to like, you know, get up and feel powerful again. Yeah. You know, something that I I wanted to hit on this episode at one point was like the Knights of Dragon, you know, in some people's opinion would be like the invaders of Iron Hill. But it's mm-hmm. like they're heroes who like lived lives. Like Headless Seven is just some guy who like travels over the world telling stories and stuff. But like they're people. Like, you know, they're they're parents, they're friends. They 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 would leave like a legacy behind. And that's kind of like this cool thing that I wanted to touch on where there are 17 people who left a mark on the world who might be dead, might not be. And kind of like, what is it in this case? And in this case, B-Sharp leaves like this legacy of musical compositions that have a beneficial effect on the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's someone who traveled the world, because compo- there would be a score at the end, because I'm thinking at the end of this, you know, once you've traveled the entire world, the banners get called, there would be then this composition that's every town, every small village, every hut that he stopped at and is like do you have a fiddle player anybody in your house play a fiddle oh yeah i play a fiddle they make a song together it would be this like global score that kind of brings everyone together in a way Mm -hmm. and each has a magical ability so it would be this like library of 
buff songs, you know, library mm-hmm. of support music. And I think that's really fucking cool, even though they're mm-hmm. an ass. Yeah. Because I think the important thing is that he's like, is that they work together and make a magical piece of art. But the the piece that you're leaving out of that in exchange is he goes up to a hut. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, do you have a fiddle player in your house? Yeah, I've been taking classes for a couple. Yeah. Uh, get wrecked. I'm calling you out in the ways of old. But I, okay, I'll go get my fiddle. It's, I really tuned it. I don't really, I just got to do it to, to keep sharp. Yeah, get your fiddle, old man. Do it. <laughs> it's not like a bully. God, no. That's okay. We can have a bully. You All know, right, well, okay. then, they, then, he, then he just destroys you. Just in your face is just fiddle playing. And then afterwards sits and is like, and now we will make art together. And now we will make art together. You know, it <laughs> is sort it's an act. It's an act. You know, he's a little, B Sharp is a little insecure. You know, he's the fiddler. He's, but he's a little insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Why is he a little insecure, Jeff? Hmm. Hmm. You know, is it just who he is? Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's that he secretly doubts himself. Mm. So he puts on a front of, he puts on a front of like showing off because he's not quite certain that he's actually as good as he makes himself out to be. Mm. He's defensive. like this. He's a little defensive. So he flexes because it's like, wasn't that good? And he's waiting for you to be like, wow, you're amazing. Yeah. And then when people aren't, he's like, then we got to fucking battle. It's you Mm -hmm. and me. And then it's like, okay, masks off, guys. Let's talk. Let's write a song together. Let's collaborate, and it'll help your garden grow. I am kind of obsessed with B-Sharp right now. This fiddle and player travels the world helping people, but also calling them out. And also flexing on them. Flexing so hard. Okay, I I love it. But also they have a disguise kit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So now what? Do you want to roll on background? Well, I can, well, yes, but first I do want to talk about the disguise kit, because it makes sense now. Yes, go ahead. And that is that no two fiddle players in the world think that they have been challenged by B-Sharp of the Knights of Dragon. Baby. It's just that, it's just a random person. Put on a mask, put on a fake, I think everybody kind of knows. Yeah. You know in the way that, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like Banksy? <laughs> yeah, or like famous performers have a bunch of like alternate names. You know, remember Garth Brooks? Uh, Jeff, I was waiting for. I was I was literally waiting for you to finish to go. Jeff, do you can I tell you about Chris Gaines? <laughs> <laughs> so for our listeners that aren't old and uncool, yeah, uh, Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks, famous country music performer. Perhaps you know him best from "I Got Friends in Low Places" that your parents have sung at karaoke while embarrassing you. That is correct. Just me, just me. All right then. Um, Garth Brooks had a pop music career as Chris Gaines, where he put on a black sort of like goth wig yep. and a mesh shirt. Yep. A see-through mesh shirt, which I believe is the important detail. Yes. Because you gotta uh, see them knee-ups. <laughs> <laughs> and then did like bad pop music. And then swore they were different people. Like, at one point he hosted Saturday Night I was Live. I just about to say, Chris Gaines performed on fucking <laughs> SNL. Like, Chris Gaines was real. Well, Garth Brooks was the host. Like, they had they advertised <laughs> them as different people. Musical guest, Chris Gaines. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Gaines. <gasps> oh, my and then God. he runs over and puts on a wig. Jeff, that's what you said at the beginning. You were like, his name is B-Sharp. But, like, but like th- these are stage names, Jeff. Mm. But like, and he goes to a different town, and he's like, "I'm a flat. Challenge you in the ways of old. I'm C sharp. I'm you know, I'm I'm D natural." And I think everybody has figured it out. Is the detail that I want to add? Oh, it's totally Chris Gaines. Where everyone's like, "Oh my god, your disguise is not that good. You just have a mustache on. You just have you. Have, it's you're just. It's always a mustache. You only ever put on fake mustaches. Well, yeah, I have this bag full of fake mustaches. <laughs> I have." So many fake mustaches. I can be anyone. No, you can't. Be sharp. You're okay. Fine. My name is C Sharp. <laughs> it's not even that different. Okay. Question. Fine. All right. What number is he? Uh, I don't know. I want to say like six. Yeah, no, six no, no, is good. Wait, wait, wait. Every good boy does fine. How many notes are there? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, there's A. A, B, C, D. There are twelve unique name tones in Western music. All pitches are. Oh, yeah. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Yeah. That's eight. There's eight. So he's number eight. So he is eight. All right. We got there. We got there, everybody. We did it, everybody. I'm going to edit that to make it sound way cleaner. So he's number eight. So his name is 
what is his like? Okay, I'll ask you this now. Then we're getting toward the latter part of the episode. What's his like? You know, when when the chips are down, like when the battle mm-hmm. happens. Let's brrr, you know, please return to Iron Hill. The flare is shot up in the sky. Whatever, I don't know. Um, what is his like code name? Like Headless Seven was Seven's name. Delta, God only knows if Delta has a code name because Delta is like kind of an asshole. But what is like the music? What's the support name for Eight? Hmm. Because this is someone who inspires confidence, strength, heals you on the battlefield, meet at the rally point. Someone who's like helping lead the charge. Fiddlin' Eight. No. <laughs> eight count. Jeff, how do you fucking do it? Because I'm I'm a being of luminous light. Have you not figured that out by I, now? I, I have. I have. I have. I just have to say it for episode's sake because fuck y'all. I, I we don't edit it. It's just that good. So his name is Eight Count. But he goes by different note names when he travels the world because that's his passion. Mm-hmm. His passion is collaborating, making music. Yeah. And that's like the life he lived was composing the the melodies of the planet. Yeah. You know, every region and like the ley line magic that infuses that region like will affect the different songs. And so by the time he shows up to the battle, like so I wanna I wanna give a picture for you before we roll on tables, if we're if All we're right. there yet. Yeah. All the knights, you know, they're sitting around their camp. Before that's the night before the Battle of Iron Hill. Everybody's pretty bummed because fucking seven bailed. And eight is, you know, everybody's sad, everybody's pissed, some people are just don't care. All of a sudden, you know, a fiddle starts playing, cuts through the darkness. You know, this this light starts kind of like you know how music in cartoons kind of makes like little waves and it's mm-hmm. like wiggly. I think when when eight plays his violin, that's kind of how it works, where it's like you know, you actually see the bardic music like wiggling from it, and co- the notes are actually taking shape in the air, and all, everyone kind of feels like a little lifted because we just said in the beginning, everyone's like, "Where the hell were you?" And eight stands up, and they're like, "All right, I'll go first. You know, they first. I think they would play a song, and that's how they kind of narrate their tale of travel. I traveled the world. You know, I challenged. I went for you know me. I went from town to town, calling out the best fiddler." And they're like, ah, oh, you know, we know you. You're so arrogant, blah, blah. It's like, well, actually, my dream was to figure- Well, actually? <laughs> well, actually? No. <laughs> it was like, you know, yes, I am a master tactician, disguise master and battle expert, but- And everybody just kind of side glances at each other like, yeah, like Arr. yeah, okay, Jesus Christ, you are so full of yourself. But I've always wanted to compose, you know- the music of fantasy like what is the score of this world because you know if we die i want there to be some record of what the music of this planet was you know but before when i was alive what was the tune of the world in this era and i think that's what this book is like that's mm-hmm. what this score is is his legacy would be like this is a weird time in history this is a bad it's not the best what was going on in the world? You know, what was mm-hmm. the tune? What was the tune everyone was singing? The people called it ragtime. It's a musical reference. But anyway. But yeah, like he kind of wanted to, he spent his time making the score of this era. And I think that's a really cool fucking goal for someone yeah. who's like, you know, I might not make it back, but I want there to be a record so people don't forget what this world was like. Because a lot of people are going to talk about the bad thing that's happening tomorrow. I want people to know that there were other people in the fucking world living lives that had nothing to do mm-hmm. with this. Yeah, very good. Do you want to roll on some tables? Yeah, let's roll on some tables. Bard background. Let's see, where are we at? Tables. I can also just hit a button. I don't have to scroll through 400 pages. PDFs are cool. So this is an entertainer, right? There's also I'm on I'm on background tables as well. There's Knight of I see Knight of the Order, just in case we wanted to mix it up a bit because we have a lot of entertainers. Yeah, let's do that. Because the thing that I keep thinking of, like you know, this life seems awesome. This person came back, like Seven mm-hmm. didn't. Seven was like they they chose their own fate and like they chose what they felt was right to do and didn't show up to like help Lumina Dawnspear fight fucking Arthur. But all these people are like super honor bound. Oh fuck! This isn't a background at all. God, there's night though. Okay, there is night. Yes. All right, let's do that. All right, give me a D8 for personality trait. We're using the night table from Dungeons and Dragons. Five. I don't like to get my hands dirty, and I wouldn't be caught dead in unsuitable accommodations. 
They're fancy. Prima donna. Yeah, a bit of a prima donna. Don't like to get their hands dirty in battle either. It's just mm-hmm. like, I need these hands for fiddling. And like, these I don't money makers. Yeah, I don't want to get any dirt on my fiddle either. The rally point is beautiful. Can we talk about what the rally point looks like real quick? Yeah. What color is it? Cherry red. Oh, God. Cherry wood red. Cherry wood so that red. Real deep. That real cherry wood is deep red, right? It, yeah. Is that deep reddish brown? It is now. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that it is. I'm looking it up. Yeah, that nice, that nice deep red, cherry wood red. Hmm. The rapier is a beautiful gold. The blade is gold, and the hilt is like crusted with diamonds. Because this is a fancy. Now, now we're get, I'm getting the picture of this guy. He is very. He's flashy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he comes to your town and calls you out in the ways of old for fiddling contests with this beautiful cherry wood fiddle and this like diamond crusted gold sword that he plays the fiddle with how the, everyone mm-hmm. is like how the fuck does he even do that and he's like i just got it like that his gloves are like you know rhinestoned he is a fucking beautifully dressed asshole yep. showman you just want to kiss him and then slap him yeah is really what it is and then kiss him again and then slap him again yeah there's <laughs> He's just he's just a real kissable, slappable man. Perfect. Because I think he's also I'm also picturing just him as very pretty. Of course. As like the kind the kind where you're just like, how dare you? How dare you? That's how like how dare it's, you? That's insulting to be that attractive. Yeah. Like come on. I have to I have to get my I have to get my game up. I'm fucking up. How dare you? He's like shimmying at you and he's like, Yeah, yeah, fix your hair. And it's like, how did You've been fiddling for hours. How is your hair still so quaffed? I just want to, like, put my fingers in it. Damn it. It looks so soft and luxurious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why they call me, that's why they call me D-Natural. <laughs> I, I don't fully understand. <laughs> that's you know so what? good. <laughs> that went real dirty. No, all it's of a okay. When I realized it. That's good. That's what it, I <laughs> you mean. Want that D, you want that D-natural, don't you? Yeah. You can cut that line. You can cut that. I'm not cutting that. That's <laughs> awesome. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to give me a D6 for a bond? But I do like the fact, uh, though, that they're, like, not a complete piece of shit. No. No, he likes he likes collaborating and making art with people and helping people discover a love of music. Because I think he plays the fiddle, but the detail I really want to add is that he'll challenge any musician to any instrument. Oh, so you think he plays any instrument? I think he plays the fiddle, but he will challenge any the, your best musician regardless of instrument. Oh, that's very good. And it's like, well, I've got my didgeridoo, and he's like, bring it out. Bring it out. And then, you know, you you, you, you play a beautiful, mournful song that echoed, that, that conjures forth the rain. And he just, like, screams at you with a violin, and you just, you feel kind of bad. But then he's like, but listen, we could capture a piece of music that evokes, like, the beautiful shore, the beautiful shore of this of this endless lake. Just as, just as night is starting to settle in and the thousand stars are in the sky, we can capture that. You with your didgeridoo and me with my, with my violin. And it's just whatever instrument you play, you know, I think he comes and challenges. We did say it's a, it's like an, there, it's a composition of like an orchestra. Mm-hmm. So like there's multiple instruments. Oh, this is so good. What's the book called real quick? What is the, the, the music of the planet called? Hmm. What's the album basically? Or like mm. the, what's the score? Many feet on a long withered road. That's so good. Many feet on a long withered road. Many feet on a long withered road. And that's the episode title. Yep. Um. Fuck. That's good. All right. What D six for Bond? Yeah. Animal D six. Go. One horse. I will face any challenge to win the approval of my family. Ooh. Oh. I mean. Okay. So his family is they're the Knights of Dragon and Lumina Dawnspear. Yeah. And so, like you know, he he does. Okay. So let's be real. If you're this team of elite warriors, and everybody's like, "All right, we're gonna split up." Some of some of them are like, "What?" I'm staying behind, but some people are like, yeah, I'm going to go out. We said seven and Delta, they're glory hounds. They go out hunting beasts. So some people would be like, you know, I'm going to come back and have a really good story. You know, competitive mm-hmm. storytelling is a Dragonian thing. People are competitive. They're going to want to go out and like, he, he wants great things to impress his family, to impress his teammates, his squad mates. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love that a lot. That a lot, like every time he writes a song, he's like, oh, you know, number 11 is going to love this one. Yeah, I like that a lot. Cool, cool, cool. All right, give me D D6 for a... Oh, we missed ideal. Give me D D6 for an ideal. Six, eagle. 
noble obligation. It is my duty to protect and care for the people beneath me. That is simultaneously real shitty, but also real good and real, like, character appropriate. Yeah, it's very Describing people as beneath him is very, is rude as hell and obnoxious and arrogant. Yes. But then saying it is his responsibility to care for those people and to give them something captures kind of his artistic spirit of, like, being like, yes, I am the greatest of all time, and I'm going to share this gift with the world by by partnering with people and giving them some of my 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 infinite exhaustive knowledge of the vibe. I am going to take these hands and the rallying point, the piece, the musical centerpiece of the seventeen knights of dragon, and these hands that have for a lifetime devoted themselves to sculpting, shaping, bringing to bringing life where there was none into the musical f- place of the world. I'm going to share these hands and this rallying point of a violin with those that yearn to feel the power of to create that great musical masterpiece. I, B sharp, shall take a humble disguise such that they are not blinded by my excellence. We'll come to them and we'll, we will create art together. This is my responsibility. I have been blessed with a gift. I've been blessed with years of magic. Magic in these hands, I say. And I shall share this gift with the world, for that is my responsibility. For when you are but a once in a, in a, in a generation in an eon talent, is it not your responsibility to give unto that gift to the world? I dare say it is. Jeff, that is amazing. While he says that speech, he's playing his fiddle. That's how good he is. Can you please put violin music Oh, I was literally sitting here going, yeah, I have to write something underneath this one. That's very good. (laughs) Yep. Oh, God, that's very good. And I mean, keep in mind also, like him being a shithead aside, what is it he, he gives, he protects them or something? What is it? His duty to protect and care for those beneath me. I mean, he does. They write a song together, and we said he, like, gives them a song to play as well. Yeah. Like, you know, so he does give them, like, we said he leaves them with a song that, like, will benefit their community in a way. Yeah. But he never says it. He just, okay, so every time he leaves a town, every, like, you know, he's been staying in, like, a hotel or something, and every day he comes down for breakfast, and the one day that he leaves, you never know when it's going to happen. There's just a couple pages of sheet music left on the bar spread out. And that's the song you have to play for whatever he thinks your town needs most. Mm-hmm. But that's all. He just leaves it with you. And it says like whatever note he's calling himself. That's how he signs it at the bottom right corner. Yep. I fuck with this. Give me a D6 for a flaw. Oh, God. With the biggest asshole ever. What's his flaw? Huh, you know what? Two is, in fact, just a ginormous asshole. If you just <laughs> wanted to say you rolled a two. No. Give me, give me that number. Three frog. I, I too often hear veiled insults and threats in every word addressed to me, and I'm quick to anger. Oh, well, he said he's quite defensive. Yep. And when people yep. call him out on it, he's like, ah, how dare you? Like he How gets... dare you? Step to me. Step to me in the musical in the musical gladiatorial arena. He will play. Here's how I'm going to take that. If you're better than him or as good, he will play you. Like, it's one of those things where, like, say you're playing Street Fighter and you've been practicing for, like, your entire life and you get beat by someone who's button mashing, you're like, no, play it again. Run, run it back. I, I can do this. I can beat you. I can beat you. It's one of those things where, like, he is so quick to anger if you're like, well, I, you lost. You lost that competition. My piano game is way stronger than your fiddle game. There's no way. Like, gets so heated that he'll play, he'll, you'll play all night. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's yep. a sore loser. Yep. He does not like to lose. He likes to challenge and likes to win. I love this character so much. I will ask you this before we end. So, the night before the Battle of Iron Hill, Eight is playing music for the 16 knights that showed up, that answered Mm -hmm. the call. Lumina Dawnspear is off in the distance in her own little tent, you know, thinking. And they're all sitting around the campsite, you know, they're all separated, doing their own thing. He's playing music, and he tells this story that we just told. They go to battle the next day, Seven does not show. It sucks. Now, is Eight... Do they make it out alive? Hmm. Or do hmm. they fall in battle? It's a tough call. I know. I hate killing characters, even though we do it all the time. Here's what I will say. The battle ends. Every musician in fantasy just feels compelled to lift an instrument and play a mournful ballad. They just know the notes. They know exactly how much how to play how how to play out the instrument. They know the song to sing. They may be miles apart. They may never hear the full song that they have all 
just that came to them in a dream. Came, you know, moved their fingers without realizing it. But they all played. Some heard a city brought to life in orchestra. Some people heard one one child with a didgeridoo blowing on it as hard as they could. But every musician played at the same time on the same morning. That is so good. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's a wrap on eight yep. count. B sharp, man of many names, the knight who mm-hmm. sings. Uh, thank you so much, N.W. Fairy, for your prompt. That was fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, if you're not in our Discord, you are fucking up. Because if you like the show, you like talking about the lore, learning more. We talk about this shit all the time. There are tons of channels just to like pitch lore ideas and build ideas together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own for the show, there's a ton of ways you can do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord. Or you can go to allmyfantasychildren.com and submit your prompts there. Yeah, while you're there, be sure to check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to show some financial support for our little podcast that could. It helps us pay for equipment costs, hosting fees, and con appearances. And is a great way to just kind of tell us that you love us with some monies. Um, you can get access to early access to episodes like today. Today is December 20th. It's Thursday. There's a new episode for Friday already up there. So you could be listening to uh, Buford Flugelhorn right now if you had access mm-hmm. to Patreon. Yes, indeed. Also, while you're, while you're on the internet, while you're Googling around and you're on your phone, Jeff has a second podcast. I sure do, Aaron. Can I tell you about my podcast? Can I tell you about the other podcast that I do? Oh, no. Yes, you can. Aaron, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a podcast called Talking Nog. Talking Nog? Talking Nog is a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. It is a podcast celebrating the past, present, and future of everyone's favorite creamy, spicy, boozy, eggy, yuletide treat. Eggnog. We talk about the past, present, and future of eggnog. We look at listener photos. We answer listener questions. And maybe, just maybe, we have a little fun along the way. Talking Nog 2018 will be recorded live on Twitch tomorrow, December 21st, which I'm realizing was a week ago, now that I'm thinking about when this episode comes out. That's correct. So Talking Nog, uh, Talking Nog 2018 is out on your favorite podcast app. There are, there are three years worth of podcast episodes. That's three whole episodes for you to listen to. That's at talkingnog.soundcloud.com because I refuse to pay for a URL. Oh, but also, Jeff, keep in mind, Twitch is going to record that stream. So you can like it rip it and put it on YouTube or something. It'll, too. Be on U- it'll be on YouTube. There's going to be a lot of ways for you to enjoy Talking Nog 2018. So go out and do it. Do you have any other podcasts? I do. Party of One <laughs> is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Uh, every week I play a two-player game with a friend. We share some laughs, maybe a few tears. We have a really good time. New episode drop Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Hell yeah. Uh, do you have a verbal hug this week? Verbal hug. Hmm. Mm. I, I have one just because it's, it's, it's just little. It's not like a deep one. Yeah. but They don't, they don't all have to be deep. Yeah. They don't all have to be big and deep. I have been waiting to talk about the fucking Knights of Dragon for like a year and a half. And... I was, I was nervous, honestly, to do it because it's kind of one of those things where I'm nervous that no one will care because, like, it's something that, okay, my my point basically is it's okay to be excited about the things you make. You know, yeah. if you, don't be don't be shy about the gifts that you got. You know, share them with the world. I, I have had so many ideas about these fucking characters and, like, how we want to tell the story and, like, what's the best way to do it. And I've been writing so much crap in, like, Discord and in my notebooks. But, like, I was honestly too afraid to kind of, like, pitch it or bring it out. But just don't be. Like, if you have something that you make, share it with the world because people might like it. You know, people might love it. You, and you'll just feel better, too. It's mostly for you. You know, let that yeah. light shine. I mean, Godspell, I think, is this quote's from the Bible, but if that light is under a bushel, it's lost something kind of crucial. It's from Godspell. It's a good musical. Mm-hmm. But, like, let that shit shine out. Give your give your shit a platform. Sorry. <laughs> give the stuff you make, like, a nice platform. Even share it with a friend at, like, a party or just hanging out. Just don't be scared. Be like, hey, I wrote a fantasy novel, you know, when I was 15. I still think it's really good. You know, let fucking don't be shy about it. It's Free yourself from any kind of nerd nervousness that you have. Mm-hmm. And if we're quoting things, I, I have a quote along the same lines, and that is, life is like a movie. Write your own ending. Boom. Keep believing. Keep pretending.
Damn. That's from the Muppet movie. That's deep. God. That's my favorite song from the Muppet movie. It is the finale, the magic store. But it's absolutely true. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Fuck. All right. Well, until next time. Good night and good game. game.